0: Hello, and welcome to the Bikes and Podcast, a podcast about bikes, but more about the people that ride them, the communities that they build, and the stories they create, than conversations about the latest shock technology, wheel sizes, and how to improve your Strava time. Every two weeks, I interview people with a story to tell, an event to promote, or a cause they are passionate about. If you'd like to be on the podcast or have an idea for a story I should cover, please contact us. You can go to the bikesand.net website and click on contact in the nav bar. My Twitter handle is at mybikesand and my Instagram feed can be found at bikes.and. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Bikes And podcast and that you have a great ride. Hello and welcome to episode 16, Bikes And the Colorado Classic. <laughs> Seven years ago I stood on the steps of Colorado's capitol building along with four thousand other cycling enthusiasts to witness the birth of the USA Pro Cycling Challenge. Quite possibly the longest and hardest to pronounce name in sporting event history, this marked the return of professional cycling to Colorado since the heady days of the Coors Classic which ran from 1980 to 88 and before that of course the Red Zinger. Like a seedling, The USA Pro Cycling Challenge just couldn't find a way to thrive and lasted five years. From what I understand, the races were well attended, the race routes were choked with the type of fruit bars you expect to see lining the routes of the Tour de France, people in skin suits, a guy wearing a helmet adorned with huge ram horns, people draped in flags, etc. The event appeared on TV and even managed to secure the Batman and Robin duo of cycling commentators Phil Leggett and Paul Sherwin. turning this spectacle into a profit center proved elusive and the event was shuttered, never to return. Scroll forwards to 2016 and rumors began to circulate that there was a new team in town, represented by RPM Events, an investment team that includes Denver's Gart family and local philanthropist Ben Walton, grandson of Sam Walton, with the goal of resurrecting a professional bike race in Colorado. And soon it was announced that this race would be called the Colorado Classic. Not only a bike race but also a huge music festival under the banner of Velorama Colorado. The event will run from August 10th to the 13th and have three one-day race stages in Colorado Springs, Breckenridge and Denver. The two-day music festival based on in Denver's hip and trendy Rhino District will feature headline acts such as Death Cab for Cutie and Wilco. Also of note is that the races will include both male and female teams. Ken Gart, one of the principals of the Gart companies and anointed Denver's bike czar by Colorado's governor, John Hickenlooper, he is paid a whopping sum of one pound. One pound? He is paid the, what, it's about the same. He is paid the whopping sum of one dollar per year. It's one of the driving forces behind the huge event. Ken has said in the past, from the Red Zinger Bicycle Classic to the Cause Classic, and on to the USA Pro Challenge, the professional bike racing scene has become a part of our identity in Colorado. And he joins me today, Ken Gart. Good morning, and welcome to the Bike Sound Podcast.
1: Good morning, Ben. Thanks for that nice summary. Uh, not at all. How are you doing this morning? Great, um, happy to be here. Fun to talk about this stuff. Uh,
0: it's uh, it is fun to talk about this stuff. Um, we're all looking forward to it immensely, and thank you for sparing me some time. My okay. guess is that you and your team are busier than one arm wallpaper hangers with three months to go.
1: Yeah, the group downstairs is working hard. A lot of stress, a uh, lot of excitement, though at the same time.
0: Yeah, no doubt. So, congratulations on getting the Colorado Classic off the ground. Why do you think it's important to have an event like this in Colorado?
1: well as you said i think the history of our state um, really plays into this nicely back to the red zinger and the coors classic and the usa pro challenge there's a history and a heritage um, for pro cycling in colorado also um, i think if you look at the strengths of colorado you know our mountains our outdoor culture our uh, days of sunshine per year uh, it's just a really good you know bullseye into what we're all about Um, so in my work Uh, With the governor, as you mentioned, as the bikes are, uh, you know, we thought that really um, uh, the team uh, at the USA Pro Challenge and and prior to that have done such a great job. It just would be a shame to not build upon that wonderful platform. So I'm very excited that we're going to be able to do that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, with about, I think, about three months to go until the event, how are preparations going at this point?
1: Three months to the day. So the, is that a fact, right? Yeah, because yeah, it's August 10th and you mentioned yes. that, you're right. Uh, preparations are going great. Uh, Medalist is still uh, going to be operating the race and, you know, they have a, a, a history and expertise there. So uh, we're not worried about that. Um, probably the biggest challenge is the amount of space that we're closing in downtown Denver. Uh, we're working really closely with the city to uh, get the proper approvals, make sure that all the residents are um, we're working with them in the appropriate way um, so that's probably the heaviest lift uh, but uh, overall I think we're on track and things are, are going uh, really really well.
0: So you were kind enough to take me downstairs to see the operations center uh, of this event um, and you showed me a picture of uh, what this is going to look like I mean it's quite something can you give us a picture of sort of paint a picture of what that is going to be like?
1: Sure so um we were trying to figure out this hub concept. And the hub concept really is a way to charge admission. And that's something that, that is uh, heretical, um, we've been saying, that hasn't been done before. And, that, and that's something that, that will cause some heartache for people. You know, most of the race you'll be able to see for free. But if you want to see the start-finish, you're going to have to pay. Um, so the hub is a, an effort to do that. But what we've done is we've married um, the start-finish to, to uh, music. Music at, a, at a very high level. So bands such as Death Cab for Cutie, you mentioned, and uh, Wilco, which sell out Red Rocks, will be featured. So you'll be able to buy a ticket let's say, $35, $40 kind of range, and you will be able to see music that is much more expensive um, if you were to go to one of the typical venues, and you'll also get to see uh, the start-finish. Or if you go to the start-finish, you'll also be able to see the music. So the uh, hub, the concept of creating that venue has been the heavy lift. So we're closing off, oh, I don't know what it would be, let's say nine, ten blocks of, of downtown denver rhino and then it is not quite adjacent but uh, a block away from the coors field parking lot so we are um, preparing this area of rhino and we're preparing this uh, parking lot at coors field to be able to um showcase the music and the cycling in a way that really hasn't been done before. And I think the details that the team are working on will really come out nicely and people will hopefully go and they'll... Some people will have come because they love Wilco and they'll say, wow, I saw this fun stuff going on and I saw this pro cycling event and some people will come strictly for the cycling and hopefully see the music and all the fun festival activities and the synergies will create the magic. And that's where the success really lies in what we're trying to do. Will
0: the race be going on at the same time as the music festival or will one finish and the other one will start?
1: Essentially, the music will start after the race is done. So six, seven, eight o'clock is when the music will happen and the races will end around that time right
0: but i think i'm right in saying there's a friday music event and a saturday event right yeah
1: actually that was one of the the few inaccuracies in your your introduction Uh you said two days of music and there's actually three days of music so um Uh no but you were you were almost uh, completely accurate other than that (laughs) so um on friday night as you mentioned uh the the race is in color springs on thursday then um breckenridge on friday on friday night we have a women's only criterium which Mm -hmm. hasn't been done before as far as i know Uh, that will be a pro-am event so there might be some of the female pros who raced in breckenridge on friday that still want to do a criterium friday night you know maybe most of them won't because it's a hard race in breckenridge (laughs) but uh, amateurs will be included there and then um the music, I think the music will start right when that criterium is done, although don't hold me to that specific schedule. Mm-hmm. And that's where we have Wilco and a couple other bands. Then Saturday night, we have Death Cab for Cutie and a couple other bands. And then Sunday, there's also music. That's the third day. But it'll be scaled down a little bit. Actually, we have to get the parking lot back to, to Coors for a, a ball game, I think, that Monday. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a lower scale of music, but still uh, some exciting music on, sa- on Sunday night as well. So three days of music.
0: Right. And uh, there are three days of racing the final one will be in Denver actually so there four, four, days, days four
1: days of, of racing, racing. See, yeah. 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 okay that's okay um, so the Tour to California ends that Sunday Perfect. and they're ra- the Riders will come over, you know, those that were riding the Tour to California. Others will be flying in uh, that Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Right. Uh, Wednesday night, there'll be an introductory kind of stuff in Colorado Springs. The race on um, Thursday is in the Colorado Springs, men and women. Day two is Breckenridge. Again, men and women. Mm-hmm. All are circuits. There are no point-to-points. Mm-hmm. You know, we think that's better viewing for the spectators. We think it's better for the communities and better for TV, frankly. Uh, so day two is in Breckenridge as I mentioned, then the criterium that night. Then day three is uh, a a, a race starting in Denver. I'm trying to think if the route has been publicly announced. I I think it has, but it'll be like a 90-mile race uh, on Saturday for day three, and then day four is Sunday, and that's laps uh, more in City Park, more central maybe 10 laps or something like that on Sunday.
0: Got it. Sounds like a fantastic event.
1: Yeah, thank you. I think we're, we're getting good reception
0: so far. Yeah, sure. I'm, not, I'm not surprised. Yeah. Um, you mentioned uh, people buying tickets for the Denver event. Will they be buying tickets for the Breckenridge, Colorado uh, no. uh, Springs, et cetera? No, everything else is
1: free, uh-huh. uh, including in Denver except for this you know nine block area i mentioned yeah exactly. but the hub is in denver and that hub opens uh, friday friday evening yep. and then all day saturday all day sunday right and that's where you have to buy a ticket
0: yep absolutely yep um, but with your investment comes a massive music festival and a whole bunch of fun. So um, We're
1: investing a lot of money in the music, and, yeah. I, and I think that that's smart because this is where we're really doing something that's never been done before. Yeah. You know, we're taking uh, pro racing at this level and marrying it to music at that level, yeah. and we're making a big investment there, but we feel like, again, that that's where the magic will happen, where people will have heard of the bands, bands that, as a matter of fact, I don't think Wilco is touring this summer, so people will be coming to Denver uh, from around the country hopefully to see wilco and and they'll have this experience of this cycling culture um, and if we didn't make that kind of investment i don't i don't think for the for year 1 we would be able to introduce it at that kind of scale and have people understand it at the magnitude that we want them to
0: yeah absolutely so i, I think it's pretty clear but would you like to expand on the differences between what was the pro Tour challenge And and this and this event.
1: Sure. So um, for one, uh, uh, it was seven days. Uh, The Pro Challenge was seven days across the state, and ours is four days at a much more concentrated geographic area. Uh, There's a couple reasons for that. One is uh, cost control, Uh, but secondly, you know, we think it's going to be a better viewing experience. You know, I was able to go to Steamboat and to Telluride, and I got to see a number of the. Stages in the five years of the Pro Challenge, and, and it was fantastic, and I loved it. But some of that viewing is not great. You know, if you're on a hundred miles from Steamboat to to Vale, there's some viewing there, which is pretty boring from a spectator standpoint. I think from a racer standpoint, as well as from a TV viewing standpoint. So we think. Um, uh, four days in a more concentrated area is better for all of those stakeholders. Um, it's also more economic, for sure. Uh, if you're doing a start-finish in two different towns, you have to have the infrastructure related to the start-finish. Mm-hmm and if they're combined, there's some cost savings there. Mm-hmm. And as I mentioned, I think it's better for those host communities as well. So seven days to four days is one. Uh, the hub concept, which I talked about, probably is the biggest uh, change. Um, and then uh, this ability to charge for the hub is really what where I think to some degree we will succeed or we will fail. Yeah, I think the experience um, is going to be so spectacular. One thing that we have not talked about, Uh, so much is um, the Denver Flea. So for those of your listeners that are uh, in Denver and probably more on the younger demographics, the Denver Flea is a curated market concept where they find makers. Uh, There's some outdoor companies I'm familiar with, uh, might be some art uh, vendors and so forth, who might not be able to afford or want to have a retail store. It's essentially a pop-up store, Uh, My family still owns the Sports Castle, which is the building in downtown Denver that was the Sports Authority. Um, We did the Denver Flea in the Sports Castle uh, prior to Christmas, and it was hugely successful, Mm -hmm. 20,000, 30,000 people, something like that, Mm -hmm. and they had to pay to come to that event. So hopefully there's another large amount of people that will come to Valorama, and they will come to see the Denver Flea. That's almost kind of a a hybrid between the cycling and the music it's something experiential they may be cyclists they may uh, be interested in the music but they want to see the this unique merchandise and experience the culture that uh, Denver Flea has been very successful in creating there will also be an expo so some some bike uh, typical bike product that you would have seen in the past, but also some innovation kind of stuff that has not been done. Local companies talking about some of the innovation that they're doing. Um, so that's a third component uh, of the Velrama that we haven't talked about. You have the pro cycling, you have the music, and then you have this merchandise experience, which is the Denver Flea and, uh, and the Bike Expo. Mm. So uh, I think that's another factor. Um, so I think those are the biggest uh, uh, changes. Um, Other than that, you know, the normal kind of sponsors are involved in the past. We've had a good reception of sponsors that were interested previously.
0: Right. Um, again um, hats off to you guys I mean you took an idea and have totally morphed it into something completely different and uh, I can only wish you guys the best of luck it well, sounds like a, just a great event
1: we'll be patting ourselves on the back as soon as it's successful so I'm, I'm not I'm not uh, ringing the register yet as my father used to say so I'm actually
0: I actually have a question about that Ken so okay. I was gonna scroll let's just scroll forward to that one so it's the event it's the end of the event um, uh, you've handed the parking lot back to course, okay, right, right, right. Uh,
1: they're all happy, um, how
0: do you define success at that point?
1: I think the number one answer to that is ticket sales. Mm-hmm. Um, the as I, as I talked about before, um, you know, people are used to buying a ticket for a concert. Uh, people are not used to buying a ticket for uh, a pro race. To the extent that we sell tickets and that people have a great experience, then we created something. Um, that we can be very proud of. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing is, if if it works, uh, we'll attract more sponsors and we'll get more community support. So. Um Ticket sales and, and then that everybody had a great time. I think yeah. those are the two most important criteria.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you mentioned the TV coverage. Um, which uh, which network is covering it this year?
1: We are, are with NBC again. Um, you know that TV world has changed dramatically, and right. I think that's something which we'll continue to look at. Uh, but there's a history there, and we want to make sure that you know again we respected the history and uh, NBC had been a partner in the past, so NBC will be broadcasting the event this year.
0: Yeah, so I, I mentioned the duo of, um, of Paul Sherwin and, and Phil Liggett um, commentating royalty uh, for those of us that watch uh, those types of events. Uh, who do you have uh, on the docket for this year?
1: To tell you the truth, um, I'm not sure of the of the current slate. My understanding is that Christian Vanderbilt is going to be one of the speakers, and I know that he's yeah. a, a well-liked guy in this Absolutely. community. Yeah, uh, so that's the only one that I'm aware of
0: okay. this time. All right, very good. And as far as uh, as teams can are concerned, do you have any insight into which teams would be uh, would be racing this year?
1: The last time I got some information, uh, Ben, uh, BMC, mm. uh, Cannondale, uh, Trek, Segafredo, uh, the UAE team. Uh, we're, we're some of the top pro teams, right. uh, and then we have su- uh, a number of continental and pro-continental, and we have actually some surprise um, teams that we're excited, on, excited about that could be really cool, which uh, I can't talk about yet, but hopefully we'll be able to talk about uh, relatively soon. Awesome. So, um, what, I've always wondered, what, what is your connection to cycling? To tell you the truth, my connection is more uh, lifestyle. Mm-hmm. You know, I grew up in Colorado, and uh, I grew up in a sporting goods family. And and as I grew up, I grew to appreciate more uh, the outdoors mm-hmm. and uh because the governor has called me the bike czar and people like to give me a hard time about that you know i'll be talking to somebody and they'll go i'm not gonna go cycling with you because you're way too good and i'm not a great cyclist you know yeah. i i rode lookout uh, this weekend and uh-huh. i and i you know i like it i i can do lookout a couple times and, and that's a great workout and i enjoy that but i'm slow right. um probably the best way of talking about my personal cycling passion is um, the different things you can do so uh, there are many times where I will have you know done lookout early gone and grabbed one of my kids and you know gone and just got ice cream or gone to lunch Um, and I talk to my kids about how when you're on a bike you know, you see the sky and you see the trees and you experience life in such a different way when you're in your car, Mm -hmm. you know, you're looking through the windshield and you might be listening to music or whatever you're doing. And I think that what defines my interest is more that health and wellness lifestyle. Anybody can have a bike, Um, you know, disadvantaged communities are very bike dense. You can use a bike as a vehicle for transportation. You you can use a bike, um, you know, socially with your family, or you can be a hardcore mountain biker and road biker. And I and I like to do all. I have, you know, I don't know, maybe eight bikes or something like that today. Good man. <laughs> and I love mountain biking. I love road biking. Um, I have a single speed that I knock around. But I think the variety is why I like it and how it's kind of an equalizer. Anybody can do it. It's, a, it's such a versatile thing to experience uh, life. That's what I like about cycling, honestly. Yeah.
0: So we've mentioned the the bike czar role, which uh, I I have heard people make many jokes about you uh, in the <laughs> bike czar role. Uh, there was the one about you getting your. Uh your one dollar a year uh, uh, salary increased by a hundred percent I think it was um,
1: doubled right the Uh, governor likes to say I get a a dollar per year and I'm worth twice that yes
0: you are Ken and we we know (laughs) that to be true Um, but you know Governor Hickenlooper has uh, historically and and um, famously placed a hundred million dollar bet on cycling in Colorado uh, uh, which was announced at the Interbike event a couple of years ago now Um, How does this event connect to that investment?
1: Uh, To tell you the truth, there's no connection there. Mm -hmm. Um, My work as the bike czar, um, because of my relationship with Governor Hickenlooper, really going back to when he was mayor, Mm -hmm. when um, Obama was here for the DNC, whatever that was, eight or nine years ago, uh, they left a million-dollar legacy uh, grant behind for the city of Denver, mm-hmm. and then Mayor John Hickenlooper decided to start the B cycle program. And because of a uh, friendship that I have with him for a long time, and uh, you know, I've asked him if I can help in his efforts, uh, he asked me to be the chair of the board. So I was the chair, it was one of the most gratifying nonprofit things I've ever done because I mean, B cycle today, and I'm long since uh, not the chair, but mm-hmm. uh, I think it's a wonderful contribution to the city of Denver. No doubt. So, um I got to help uh, Governor Ritter and Lance Armstrong actually bring the USA Pro Challenge back, as you mentioned. Right. Excuse me. And um, when I talked to Governor Hickenlooper about the pedals project, it was really more helping on these broad kind of goals as I talked about health and wellness. So when the governor made the $100 million announcement at Interbike uh, a couple years ago, that was really about CDOT and GOCO. Mm -hmm. So CDOT is Colorado Department of Transportation, which is the roads. And GOCO is Lottery Proceeds, uh, Great Outdoor Colorado, which is about the trails. So if I'm really going to try to help make Colorado the most bicycle-friendly state in the nation, the two most impl- important places, at least in my mind, uh, are the roads and the trails. So the uh, of the $100 million, $70 million was... federal pass-through dollars to go to CDOT. CDOT's budget is, you know, ballpark a billion dollars a year. And that was over five years. No general fund dollars. Um, And frankly, it's not a lot of money. I think it was more symbolic. CDOT has been a fantastic partner, and they're working really hard to help us. And then GOCO is uh, funded uh, by the Lottery. And they do trail and uh, conservation work. So this was more real targeting some of the GOCO funds on the trail piece. And uh, with GOCO and my work with the state, uh, we're we're making some really uh, neat progress in terms of trail connectivity and working on specific trails in specific areas uh, that I think will be good for the state for the long term. So that effort is really the Pedals Project, Colorado Pedals Project. Uh, My partner on that is Bicycle Colorado, Mm -hmm. which if your listeners want to support anything, I would say support Bicycle Colorado and come to the Colorado Classic and the Bellarama. Um, But uh, Bicycle Colorado has a great team and uh, really independent of that we were able to get an investor group together as you mentioned and start the bike race and i am the chair of the board of rpm events which is race party music and uh, it's really an independent effort although they're tied together because uh, anything we can do to support the common goals we're doing Uh, as an example uh, a dollar per ticket of Velorama will go to uh, nonprofits and bicycle Colorado and and the Rhino arts districts mm-hmm. district is the two entities that will be supported so the cause piece and the overall efforts of the pedals project are 100% aligned mm-hmm. but they're independent efforts so you know it's interesting the the
0: um the, uh, the whole is greater than the sum of the parts as far as I'm concerned. You've got sure. the, the, what, the, what the state's doing, uh, you've got what RPM's doing for this event downtown, you've got B-Cycle, you've got all of these uh, things which basically just create these incredible cycling-centered efforts for Colorado. Um, and that—that that to me is really what we're trying to do as, as a, you know, as a state. We're not. This isn't. These aren't separate items. They're all joined together, which create this showcase for for Colorado.
1: Yeah, I could not agree more. I think yeah. we're lucky that we have this wonderful state, and we have uh, people that you know live here for quality life, and right. and that helps. You know, everything, it helps business, it helps uh, health and wellness of the broad community. And all these things tie up and, and accumulate and uh, add more value together. Yes. You're absolutely right.
0: Yeah. This podcast is not supposed to be a, an advertisement for Colorado, but it's pretty friggin' <laughs> awesome here. And if you want to move here, you should. Um, well, fantastic. Um, Ken, thank you very much for giving us some insight into sure. this event. We're all looking forward to it. Um, I'm, I know it will be a huge success. And um, it makes the connection between bikes and beer, which I am convinced uh, is 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 not even a dotted line anymore.
1: (laughs) Thanks. My pleasure to participate. Yeah.
0: Thank you very much, Ken.